Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey guys, today we are digging in a little bit of personality and astrology and woo-woo-ness. We get a lot of questions from you guys asking about how do we work together? Like not necessarily partnerships, but literally like how do we divide tasks? How do our personalities work well together or not work well? How do we like pull out the characteristics of ourselves and and learn about ourselves and make it affect our business in a positive way, right? So really today we're just going to be talking like all things woo and like hashing out the things that our personalities bring to the table. And maybe from this, you guys can dive a little deeper into your own selves and really start to take a look at the characteristics of you and how it affects how you make decisions, how you feel things, like literally what you do in your business and how you interact with other people. And yet Emily and I have gone on this crazy self-discovery journey together. And we've gone through a lot of ups and downs and hardships along the way, but in the process have learned so much about ourselves and so much about each other that helped us work not only better together, but helped us know more about how we work internally and when we need rest and when we need to take a break and when we need to take time away. And I'm excited to kind of jump into this because this really kind of evolved over the last couple hours. We were just talking about how we wanted to take this episode. Take this episode. Yeah. It was gonna, initially, it was going to be like how we were going to dish on each other and talk about our roles. But as we got into it, we ran into a couple articles that I think are super interesting. Yeah. So it's to kind of lay the ground just for some factual information. We are huge fans of Myers-Briggs personality test. We like taking those and letting our team take those so we can begin to understand like our students and our team and the people who we're working really closely with. Because I do think if you begin to understand those types of pieces from people, it can be really helpful in understanding why they do some things that they do. So we are both, ironically, we are the same personality type, but we're going to kind of dig into like how it affects us differently. So we are both INFJs. 
And I am also, I'm a little bit different in the INFJ as I have the dash T, which basically means the turbulent kind, (laughs) which is not surprising to anyone listening to this, I'm sure. I'm still kind of diving into what specifically that turbulent means, but for my initial research, it's, it's why I kind of somehow shift from INFJ to INTJ sometimes. So sometimes I'm a little more emotional and sometimes I'm a little more thinking and logical, but it's just a piece of of me that makes it interesting. Abby is a Virgo. I am a Libra. So we are both September babies, but we fall on that line of being different signs. And I think that piece right there is what helps what really drastically impacts our differentiation of our INFJ. So even though that piece is similar, I do like, I'm all into astrology and like how that affects you. And we're also both firstborns. So we're the oldest, obviously we're both ladies. And so I think a lot of that has a way of making us really, really similar. But I also think it's really interesting how we kind of take different pieces of that and and make it unique. Oh, 100%. And our love languages are very different. That is one thing that's like polar opposite. So Abby is, have you figured out your percentage yet of of either one? Like sometimes I feel like it's 50-50. Sometimes it's more like 60-40 or 70-30. I think you might be more words of affirmation and then physical touch. Um, but I think sometimes that fluctuates just based off your mood. No, and, I definitely and your agree. I think it life. just depends on what's going on in my life. I think it used to be the opposite. I growing up and in college, even I think touch was much stronger. And sometime in college, I ended up seriously embarrassing myself from the amount of physical touch that I found necessary to survive. And you can imagine what sort of awkward situations (laughs) that would lead to. And somewhere along the line, someone was like, you know, you could end up like being sued or like end up in a like sexual lawsuit in like corporate worlds. No, I'm serious. I I mean, like I would like grab people's butts or like give them hugs when they weren't like looking for one. And I don't know, it was, it was probably slightly inappropriate. But I mean, I was just in people's bubbles. And so it's somewhere along the lines, just because society wasn't ready for what Abby needed, I had to like let some of that go. (laughs) And definitely when I started working in the corporate world, like I obviously wasn't touching the people I was working with. And so I definitely had to seek that love in other ways. And so I think that's really where the words of affirmation started coming in stronger and stronger for me. And now that I work alone in my own house and I don't see people most (laughs) of the day, obviously I need to get it somehow, Mm -hmm. some way. And so through the internet, the easiest way to get it is words. Yeah, absolutely. So my love language is about 92% acts of service, 8% quality time. So I think what an interesting aspect of me being a Libra and my specific type of INFJ. And I say this all the time, like I, I'm not a people person. I, there are, I, there are very few humans that I enjoy. I am an introvert at heart. People exhaust me. I do not have patience for a lot of types of people, but the people who I do love and who are in my very inner circle, which is super, super tiny. I am one of those people who, if I have like a long list of errands to run, my favorite way of spending time with people or getting filled is literally just having someone 
ride in the passenger seat or a dream world, drive me around to all of my errands. And we don't even really have to talk a lot. We can just play music. We can hang out. But just having another human presence really fulfills that quality time for me. And I think it's it's one of the things that make my partner and I great where he is very quiet and our household is quiet a lot. And to get our fill, both of us just like sit on the same couch together or like do activities together. We always eat dinner together. And even if it doesn't involve a lot of conversation, conversation, it fills us both up for, for that need that we have. But if you want to make me happy, just Which do something for me. What I do Take something off of, of my plate. <laughs> so as far as yes, how we 100%. work together, I mm-hmm. think a lot of it, uh, you all would think that we like talked about it or we decided to make these decisions in some sort of rational manner. I don't know why there was never a conversation, but we both just really fell into our roles naturally in this business. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I know. And right? I think I it was just it divide and way. conquer. There was so much to be done. And we just really decided mm-hmm. to take our gifts that although we are so similar, things manifest in us differently. And so where I'm really strong, Emily may not mm-hmm. be. And so she will go work on, you know, writing, for instance, And she can pour out her words. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. where she's doing that, I'm setting up systems and like technology and like making things work Mm -hmm. together in really complex ways that she could understand given enough time or practice, but that's just not her initial like I get it. Right. Well, and I think one of the pieces of that that's really helpful for us is you in your Virgo-ness and your type of INFJ is the way that you are confident when you're making a decision is spending a shit ton of time researching, a shit ton of time on your own behind the scenes, like figuring out all of the pieces before you really bring something to the table. Like you almost come to like, you know, meetings figuratively with like the binder full of like all of the tabs and the highlighting and the context and like the table of contents and everything organized about something, right? And you spend so much time making sure it's great because you don't want to be wrong. Well, my tendency, and I think the Libra kind of brings into this and at least that T on my INFJ, I am very much like I can make anything work. And so like, give me something and I will just make sure that it's the best thing for what it was at that time, because I'm just never wrong. So (laughs) I need to make everything work in some way or another. So I think it balances out where where we have the time spending making decisions, but we also have a partner who's like, let's just try it and see what happens because we can make it work. There's been times in our business where we've made quick like pivotal decisions where Emily was sort of the one taking the lead on it. And there was times where there was like a lot of research involved and a lot of thought and a lot of like comparing and contrasting different systems and what makes the most sense. And that was definitely more my role because Emily, like when she's like comparing feature pages would like two seconds in be like, no, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> bring it bring it to the meeting and I will be part of the conversation, but I'm out. <laughs> I usually just just pick the thing that looks well, great and, that's and been, I'll make it work been no matter what. Benefit, so. <laughs> because there has been a couple of things that I wouldn't say have been like yeah. the best thing we've ever done. 
but they've they've worked. They've served their purpose. They've helped fuel the fire. Right. They've grown our list or they've helped us make more money or whatever. And they've worked for a time. They worked for a season and they helped us get through. And so even mm-hmm. though sometimes those things seem like, odd, like, why would you invest in something? Or why would you just make such a quick decision? I mean, online world, Mm -hmm. like if we made every decision in the slow nail research pace scenario, Mm -hmm. our business, our business would be left behind. And so there has to be a balance of research and planning Mm -hmm. and snap decision making in order to make this work. Absolutely. So I want to talk about the piece that really led us to this particular part of the conversation. One of our friends, Brooke, shared an article online talking all about like neuroscience research about how people make decisions. And I think it's really funny. Like you guys know this, the more you hang out with someone, the closer you are with like your best friend or the person, even your partner, like everyone says, like you start to like emulate and look like and become the people who you surround yourself with. And this article talks about how the people we surround ourselves with not only affect like our moods and, you know, it's that whole, the, what do they say? Like you're as successful as like, like 10 people around you or whatever. So like, obviously that has a, a huge piece of it, but to where it's literally the more you're around someone, your brave, your brain wave, oh my God, your brain wavelengths start to be the same. Like they are literally identical the longer you hang out with someone. So the way that you make decisions or the way that you hang out with people, the people that are in your circle are affecting how you are taking in your entire environment. So how you're taking in that TV show or this article or this podcast So that greatly affects like literally how you experience your reality even more than we've thought before. So it's not so much the level of like, okay, choose your friends wisely, but it's literally like, okay, how can I use the, the features of Abby like, and make it beneficial for how I can make decisions in my life and how can I use the features of my partner or my best friend or whatever because they're going to affect me anyways. So how can I rely on them for the thing that they do really well? And then I don't have to do that. Well, the other interesting thing that I think this article brought up was that your level of happiness is really determined by these people you're surrounded with. So it's not necessarily your level of success or the things you accomplish or your experiences or how much you travel or like how much money you make. It's literally the people you're spending your life with, and they determine your level of happiness. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I've spent so much of my life going through these ups and downs, and I've suffered from depression and anxiety, and I know Emily has struggled with several bouts of this too. And so you think, well, when you put two people in the room who both struggle with those sort of things, well... And we say so, it past tense. It's definitely it's still over. an ongoing it, it thing and over. something we will probably <laughs> struggle with the rest of our lives. But I will say, since we've become partners and since we've grown this business together, I can't say I've ever been happier. I've enjoyed my life more, had more freedom. And I think that's truly because I've been able to share it with someone and They talk a lot about how having these people around takes a weight off of you. 
because all of a sudden there there's decision fatigue. I don't know how much you guys know about decision fatigue, but if you haven't looked it up, definitely look it up. But you're making decisions constantly. What are you going to wear today? What flavor of coffee are you going to put in the coffee pot? What do you want to have for breakfast? Where, what route are you taking to work? uh, If you're driving, all of these things add up, like what time do you need to be where you you have to think about all these things, and they really start to drain you. And there's a reason why five, six o'clock rolls around, you're like, I just want to sit down. But if you can share this decision making Mm -hmm. with someone else, and someone else is making half or a quarter of these decisions for you, even if it's as simple as they decide what song goes on the radio, or they decide what you're eating for lunch. All of a sudden, you don't have to make one decision in your day. And over time, you're lighter. Mm -hmm. And over time, you you are not as fatigued because you have a weight off of your shoulders. And so if you can surround yourself, because it's so easy, especially in this online world to like live in this like mole hole, where you never see anybody, and you never share a life with anybody Mm -hmm. else, whether you're married or not, like you're so secluded from the outside world. And I think it's so important to have people you share this life with and people you run decisions by to help them make you happier. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and I think that like, it's not about picking like boring decisions or picking like the default. It's just about saving that energy for what they call low level decisions for when it's needed in higher level decisions. So the examples in the article that they used are talking about like, it's exactly why Mark Zuckerberg has such a plain basic wardrobe. It's the same tea, it's the same jeans, it's the same shoes. That may seem like super boring to some people, but he never has to think about what he's wearing every day. That's one less decision and what new clothes to buy, what seasons, what like trends are happening. Like that's so many decisions he's just eliminated by having such a simple wardrobe. It's why like I'm really interested in capsule wardrobe living, which I used to do well and then I kind of got away from. But if you have to eliminate or if you're able to eliminate so many of those low level decisions, you're able to come to your work or a meeting or whatever, and be able to have that extra energy saved up for when it's at a higher stake. So you can actually move your business forward instead of wasting it on silly decisions. Another article that we read recently that's so good. We'll post these in the show notes also so you guys can take a look at them. One of our students inside Strategy Academy, Sarah, shared this article. It's super, super long and it's super amazing. And it's all about how the Myers-Briggs personality types deal with stress what stresses them out and how you can help them, like what you can do instead so you can make sure they're less stressed or you help them in a time of of crisis. And we're reading this. It's so funny because Abby and I, even though we're a lot alike, like are a lot, I think we're more different than we are alike. And I think for having the same personality type, it's just so interesting. But some of these things were like, so unbelievably spot on. I like, uh, like can't even handle it. And it was so identical for both of us. So it's super interesting. So things like, for me, it's third on the list. It should be number one on the list. Interruptions. Abby knows when I am interrupted in a conversation, especially it makes me violent. It's not that big of a deal for Abby. Like I've interrupted her plenty of times because as much as I hate interrupting, I like interrupting other people because I have things to say and I need the words to come out. Um, so it's so super funny how something like that yeah, is such a but trigger it mentions for me, but it's not that big of a deal for Abby. Like loud, obnoxious noises and I live, you don't even know, Mm -hmm. like Emily talks about she lives in silence. No, 
it is like a whole nother level of silence. Like you can hear a dog bark two and a half miles away. My house is so silent. And I mean, (laughs) I love listening to music in the car, but generally like on a Saturday, like the windows are open and you can hear the birds chirping and like, that's it. Like there's not, there's not tunes on. I'm not jamming out a whole bunch. I mean, occasionally. Yeah. And, see, we're and that's just different. Like I need total silence. Weekend. And if someone drives by mm-hmm. with like their noise blaring, I'm like, who is that asshole? <laughs> yeah. You're that old lady that's like yelling on the lawn. Yeah. I, I've done that before. <laughs> And see, my my thing with sound is I like how I love having music. I'm jamming out in the car. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm I, we play music in the house all the time. I can't have like if there are too many things happening. So it's like I can handle like the sound of the diffuser and like my husband like talking to our daughter and then music. But and that's about it. If it's like also the TV and also a phone ringing, I'm just like, oh my God, one of these has to stop. And I'm like throwing one out the window. So there's definitely like a max that I can handle. But I also think you've had a greater impact in your your noise level since your migraines yeah. and, you know, all your head stuff. Oh, yeah. I think um, I live I in much more silence than a I lot, used but, to. But the, so for sure. Mm-hmm. But it talks mm-hmm. about what I find so interesting that when some of these stressors happen, and there's a lot more, like I'm not going to go into all of them because we're just talking about ourselves and I'm sure you're more interested in what stresses you out than what stresses us out. But <laughs> what happens when you're stressed out <laughs> And we've mentioned before Mm -hmm. that both of us at some point in our lives, and I would like to say it's over, but it's not, have had eating disorders. And when we're stressed out, that is literally one of the most common side effects. And so it specifically talks about binge eating and so, and then excessive exercising. Mm -hmm. And so, Emily is excessively exercised and then she's binge eat and then she'll do the opposite to like make up for it where I would just binge eat and then binge eat again, which Mm is obviously different. Well, and and so this is what it's saying. I, I have the article pulled up. So it says, if they're under chronic extreme stress, they may fall into the grip of their interior function, extroverted sensing. When this happens, they may engage in indulgent, self-destructive habits like binge eating, watching too much TV, over-exercising, or drinking too much. This often feels like an out-of-body experience to them. What they do provides no pleasure whatsoever, but feels and somewhat like, robotic and out of Like control. if I... If I ever had to describe what happened the majority of my high school years and like as (laughs) high school, college, (laughs) that's it. It's definitely (laughs) out of body and no one. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Well, and then it, and then it, and this too, after this occurs, they dwell in self-hatred, check falling even more into guilt over what they've done. So therefore, they become uncharacteristically angry, check, and quick-tempered, unreasonable, and irrational. They may become obsessed with details in the outer world, check, obsessively cleaning, or doing homework. That's why I was a 4.2 student. I, I wasn't smart. Oh, I was man. irrational. 
It's funny how your faults are also <laughs> like your weak, like they're also the thing that fuel you. So like the obsessive compulsiveness oh, yeah. that like comes with our stresses is some of the reasons we are so good at accomplishing our goals and so good at moving our yeah. life forward. Yes. Exactly. Give me a goal. Um, I'll make it happen. So, I don't care seriously, what it is. if you have not taken a Myers Briggs test, and if you you it's will free. learn Go take so it. much about yourself, it'll take you like ten minutes, and then you will want to know more. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing: is I've had this article up, and I've started to read about all of the other different personality types. Because what's important is. When you're working in a business with other human beings, which all of you are, even if you don't have your own team, but you might have clients or you have customers, you have people emailing you, you have people interacting your, in your community. Even if you don't know exactly what personality type or love language someone else is, if you begin to understand these things, it's so easy to spot. Like you see one behavior and you're like, ooh, that person's totally this. So then you can begin to know okay, this is how I can help them be less angry, less stressed, less frustrated, less like upset about our progress or whatever it may be. This is the thing that they need to hear from me. Because I think, you know, everyone says like communication is the key to like everything. And it's also the fault for everything. But it's not necessarily communication, but it's how we are communicating. And I think if we begin to realize that like, and I've, I've said this before, and I, I don't think I'm the first person to say this. So I'm not like inventing this rephrase, but we are raised literally as kids to treat others how you want to be treated, right? Be nice to other people. Is that how you want to be treated? You need to treat them nice, right? Like that's what we've learned. And as an adult, when we're interacting with other human beings who have all of these different levels of complexities, we need to begin to treat others how they want to be treated. So I cannot treat Abby how I want to be treated because that's not going to help her and vice versa. And so I would love, like, encourage you if there's conflict within your team or with a client or with a nasty comment on social media, whatever it may be, if you feel like there's opportunity to discuss further of learning about who they are, just do some digging in, like, how are they writing on Instagram? What are their blog posts like? Like, what can you kind of creep on them about? And I bet you can kind of figure it out, even just from the stuff that they're posting, a little bit of what their personality or love language might be. And literally feel that instead yeah, of what I've you been need so out of the situation. Impressed with how much we've been able to tweak how we work with people, specifically on our team, to yeah. just really take care of their personal needs and desires. And it's it's been amazing. And some of it has been hard. Like it's so easy to say, I'm just going to treat them the way they want to be treated. But some of it is going to push you. For instance, right. like because Emily is the it's, way she is, yes. she wants she wants things to be a little more blunt and a little more <laughs> straightforward. And sometimes that makes me feel like I'm yelling at her or it makes me feel uncomfortable because I want right. to like explain it out. And she's like, get to the fucking point. <laughs> and so it's just, <laughs> it takes time to realize how these people need mm -hmm. it. But once you kind of get it and you can get over, over the hurdle mm -hmm. that like 
Some of it's going to make you a little uncomfortable, but ultimately they're going to love you so much more because they're going to be like, this girl gets me and she's like on point with how she works with me. Yeah. Like you're going to be so much happier. Yeah. Yeah. So Myers-Briggs love language test and reading this one about stress, because I think that it, it doesn't matter if you have a partner, if you're like, like in your business or in your life, like none of that matters. Like we're not asking you to like go out and get a biz, a biz bestie. But I feel like a lot of those frustrations, like when collaborations don't work or when like we do want things to go a certain way, it's literally simply uh, first and foremost, because we don't understand what we need out of the situation and what like why we are reacting to something. And one of the things that I loved hearing back from when Sarah shared this article, someone commented on it in our group and said, oh my God, I'm not broken. It's just me. And I love that. Like, it's not anything wrong with you. Like, having this article explain how you react and experience stress, I think was so freeing to me to realize, like, A, I'm not the only one, because there are obviously other INFJs in the world. And if this is, like, so spot on for me, I know it's like that for other people. So that makes you just feel a little less alone in that sense. But it's also, like, someone calling it out for what it is. And and what it is, is literally just how you're experiencing stressful situations. And so I think having that reframe of like, I don't just make poor decisions because I'm I'm not good or I'm not a good person. It's literally just how my my personality and my body and my brain wants to react to, to things. So I think it's it's really empowering. And, and what you choose to do with that information obviously is up to you. But I think even knowing it can really kind of help you reframe for like, okay, now that it's been called out, I don't really like that about myself. I so let me see what I can like, do to tweak that. As, as much as like you should know about your personality type and the love language and all of that like be open to all of these other more woo-woo things like I used to be so straight-laced so like conservative like midwestern like you could not you could not break me okay and the it's funny though because my mom would literally read me my horoscope every single day as a kid from the newspaper oh yeah she would read me my horoscope yeah and when I was older I was like this is not a thing whatever but if you do the research like (laughs) just be open to it like I'm not saying you need to believe everything but like be open to your astrology sign. Be open to like chakras and energies and like mm-hmm. more of the voodoo stuff. And like, I just got acupuncture for the first time mm-hmm. and it made me feel things in my body that made me uncomfortable. But being uncomfortable isn't necessarily bad. And I think we've we've made ourselves believe at some point or another that being uncomfortable just automatically m- means bad. And that's sucky, but it's it's actually aware. And so we need to we need to change our mindset about these things. And once you're aware, you can have so much more control. Um and you know, make connections mm-hmm. to things. Like 
I couldn't feel needles Mm -hmm. in the back of my head, but that's where I've had the most trauma in my life. And so there's, there's things to be said about that and things to be like, like you can take things away from it. So I'm just saying, because I was the one who was like anti all of this at one point or another. And I was over here being like witch yeah, doctor. And like, like, no, go try this thing. You can believe in God and think your energies are messed up. Like there is a way to have this all interchange or you could not believe in any of it. Like I am saying, do what you want. But being aware of your body and being aware of what's going on in your life and in your head and how your emotions affect it all and like simple stuff. And I say simple, but it's actually really complicated. Like how your gut health affects your mind and your decisions and all these things. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. And I think the root of that is literally, okay, so understanding how you experience stress, right? That's that's the first level. You have to recognize the, the problem or the thing that you don't like for what it is first. You have to understand that. So what I've always done, because I'm super into essential oils, and so a lot of people are like, which ones would you recommend for... Yeah. The biggest thing is, which ones do you recommend for stress or for headaches? Um, I started using oils because I had constant migraines that were stress-related that I... like could not stop no matter what I tried. The medication wasn't helping. Every, it was just not a good place. But so someone asked me, okay, sure, they're stress-related, but but where is that stress coming from? Can you define it? Is it anxiety? Is it self-esteem? Is it you don't feel well? Is it like you're not happy about X, Y, Z? Like identify it as much as you can. And so the root of that particular stress at that time of my life, it was when I was first starting my business. It was when I was not financially contributing to our household. It was when we had just bought a house and I was just feeling so overwhelmed with like all of these money things and them being basically my husband's sole responsibility. I was not contributing to the conversation and that is not like me. That is not how I was raised. That is like the opposite of what I've been told to do my entire life by all of the women in my life. So I felt like I was disappointing a lot of people and I was disappointed with my lack of progress and all of these things. So confidence, self-esteem, all of that was, was a big part of that. So I researched oils that could help that piece first, because if you help that piece, it's going to lessen the stress, which will hopefully lessen the headaches. And that's exactly what happened. So there were oils like Envision to help me be creative, to help me do my job, Valor to literally help with confidence, to make me confident walking into a client session or, you know, upping my prices or whatever that may be. An oil I never go without is called Believe. And it's literally just like believing in yourself and believing in your mission and, and being inspired to carry that mission out. And so I use that trio with uh, like stress away and a couple other ones. And I would put it on like all day, every day for about two weeks straight. And I realized, oh, I haven't taken my migraine medicine. I just have a headache now. And then it would be like, not all day, I would skip a day or I wouldn't put it on three times a day and I would be fine. And then I would like, oh, I haven't put that on in three days now and I'm fine. And so it's nothing that always goes away. Like there are other practices like yoga or therapy or whatever that you have to kind of change those inner channels. But for that interim of just 
finding out what causes the stress, what type of stress is it, where is it coming from, and addressing that root of that issue first. And even with like gut health, okay, you know, if if there's IBS, that's a big side effect of stress for INFJs. Where is that coming from? What is causing that? And so looking back, like working backwards, retracing all of the steps as much as you can, and just starting trying to eliminate, like kicking the blocks out from under your stress, because I don't think ever you can yeah, start Yeah, and the for that, down. it could you be have to go that from maybe you're having an issue that's stressing you out and you need to address the stress issue. But if you've gotten so far that you're having IBS you may need to make some diet changes because you're having leaky gut at that point and it's destroying you from the inside out. And it, I mean, it is a serious problem and girl, I have been there and it is, it is a nasty thing and I'm happy to talk to you about Mm -hmm. it personally. Um, But seriously, there are so many root causes (laughs) and you know, it's like you Going backwards and really assessing where it's all coming from. And sometimes that means going to parts of your life Mm -hmm. that you don't want to address or you've like put in the shadows or you you've kind of buried or or even maybe you've been to therapy years ago and you thought you quote unquote handled it. And then all of a sudden, like you're just like, yeah pissy all of the time and it life happens it's things from a decade ago yeah. that you just haven't processed yet and i've yeah. been there and it's it's hard but you have to go towards those things yeah. and conquer them one at a time and it's it's never a i'm cured mm-hmm. it's it's a constant i'm working on mm-hmm. it and no. i'm striving to be better and making mm-hmm. small changes. I remember when Emily introduced yeah. me to oils, I was sick constantly. I had gut issues all of the time. I was like in the bathroom all of the time. Sinus issues. I had colds, like, like sinus infections. I was hacking and coughing and all of this stuff. And I just was better. Like it wasn't like cured by any means, but mm-hmm. better. Like, I was sick less. Like I didn't get a sinus infection or a cold literally for the last year and a half. And to me, like Mm -hmm. compared to the past like decade, that was huge because I was getting them every three months before that. Yeah. Double ear infections and just like it's hard. But making those yeah. small changes really does make a difference. So if anything, click the links in the show notes of this blog post or this podcast episode so you can go take the test, understand about yourself. And and I really just encourage you to dig deep about how your stuff affects your stuff. Like that's basically the root of all of this. Understand more so you can know better and do better. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.